Hey guys, welcome to The Roundtable. Here at The Roundtable, we continue the conversations that we have had from Sunday morning and how you can have practical ways to help every person take their next steps towards Jesus together. Hey everybody, welcome to The Roundtable, episode number 47. So again, we're thankful that you guys have joined us today. Just a quick reminder before we get started, what is The Roundtable? How can you participate? Or how do we want to get more people participating? So The Roundtable is an opportunity for us uh, to talk about what happened on Sunday morning, but also an opportunity to... to why you got that smile on your Can face? Can I just smile? No, you looked at me and you had this weird I'm just grin. I'm smiling. No. Okay, you looked over and you kind of went... <laughs> <laughs> so weird. I'm loud. <laughs> About I what? Not to laugh. I don't know. I'm just, I just laugh. You're in one of those moods. Yes. Anyway, so the round table, something where we talk about Sunday morning stuff, but again, part of the evolution is we're bringing on guests, you know, so we have our special guest, Stephen Halstead, another somewhat famous one. Yeah. Right. And I not, would not say that. But you're not famous? Uh, no. You're a college basketball coach. Yeah, that's There's pretty awesome. P- that's what I'm saying. For this audience, I'm probably more known as your son-in-law. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. No. This audience knows you as the basketball coach yeah, of Grace. Yeah, because they talked about it. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, and, that awesome. they're, and they were awesome. Well, I'm honored to be on as a guest. Aww. Yeah, so we're excited about that. We missed his dad. His dad was going to be on. Yeah, but yeah. he is still going He's to be He's rescheduled, on. yeah. Yes. Is he? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. But what did we miss him for? Maybe. What happened? Thanks a lot. Oh, it was a, fu- it <laughs> was a, a funeral. I didn't remember what it was. Yeah, I just I couldn't. It, yes. Yes. Nick was missing. It's the a, heart and soul behind Jenny the Jenny wasn't sick, though. No, oh, I, was I know. Not. I was not sick this time. <laughs> Praise the is, Lord. Yeah. Gosh, Which is like an every other month thing. It really has been lately. Right. Because you used toothbrush made out of pig <laughs> bristles. <laughs> yes, I did. Pig hair. Did you know that's a thing? What? That the first toothbrushes toothbrush? were made had pig hair in them. No. I yeah, learned that. Ta- yeah. Trivia on Sunday. Trivia on Sunday. You learn those incredible facts. Wow, you guys play trivia? That's what the Hill family did <laughs> at fun. Easter. We yeah. did trivia for about an hour and a half. Mike yeah. knows a ton of useless, useless facts. knowledge. That's the best thing yeah, to know, He was a though. genius. <laughs> <laughs> he genius. won, though. The point is, is I know a lot of useless Alexa facts. Alexa and Brady did, and Corbin did really well. Yeah. I, pretty much everybody did well except Steven. myself. <laughs> I was consistently in last. Yeah, well, no, because Aww. he was sitting over there, it's like... Is it what am I, who am I, and where, where am I? I love that game. You know, and so Steven's over there, like. <laughs> my geography skills, not the best. My, oh my history gosh. knowledge, not the best. Yeah, unless it's about basketball. See, there yeah, we go. I would have, I, yeah, so okay. if somebody would give you a trivia about old-time basketball. Yeah. And Corbin, Corbin was great with Star Wars. <laughs> he got every Star Wars That's question. True. That's amazing. That's true. Do you watch Star Wars? No. I mean, I've watched it, but it's not like in my You're thing. not like into it? No. But have you ever played Trivia Crack, the app? Yeah. Oh, I dominate on that. Trivia like what? Four years ago. Yeah, it was. It was, cool. it was a long time ago. <laughs> trivia Crack. It's an app. It was just like, it, it gives questions yeah. and you can compete. So like mm-hmm. you and Jenny could play against each other where she'd answer yep. and then you'd say, oh, I got more questions than Jenny Is this did. a new thing? Like, is oh, it still going on? It's an on? old thing. It is an old thing, but I lost a lot of relationships that way. <laughs> <laughs> they're like Why? they thought they could beat me and they didn't well this is what you do with your boyfriends i mean i did yeah <laughs> just people yeah in we general. can do it like random like you can do a selection but you still have this like you can still get it and do it yeah you can yeah. still do can i just it. play trivia with myself you can yes yes there's like a version on it um on netflix now it's <gasps> called like trivia quest or something like that and that's what you guys are doing now yeah me and lex did it a couple times so. yeah 
on it did Netflix. Not pre- yeah, it did TV? not prepare me for our trivia game. On Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Just, that was all about. questions within the last like ten to fifteen years. Whereas oh, Mike's the one on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's a whole TV show. I, it's like it's like a journey type thing. I'm gonna have through. to. I need to write this down. Why are you watching anything on Netflix right now? Um, I was. What? Um, I can't think of the name of it. <laughs> it so must have been really good. It was actually really good. I stayed up all night on Friday or on Thursday watching it. Literally, I didn't go to bed till like six in the morning, and I regretted it because of Good Friday. Yeah, right. Yeah. Way to be prepared for Good Friday. I know. <laughs> Staying all up on <laughs> Thursday was, night. Though. Huh? I was. I just ended up falling asleep at five thirty on Easter. Right. PM. Woke yeah. up the next day. Right. That was amazing. Lots of sleep. Yes. Because you have trouble being disciplined. Yeah, that too. Which is okay. <laughs> anyway, so one thing about the roundtable, just real quick before we keep jumping in. We'll say this at the end, but we've always said it, you know, in the beginning also. It's like if you've listened to it, it's awesome. But every once in a while, you just got to watch or go on our YouTube and watch it because you get the dynamic of what it's like and the interaction in the room. And sometimes... You know, Jenny does some weird things you can watch and, you know, Sometimes. be a part of. But anyway, so and if you see it, once we share it out there, Jenny shares it on our social media outlets. If you can share it, too, or get more people to listen to it, that would be great. Um, and again, just another opportunity for people. Because not only is it we found this out, like not only are people like listening to it and getting knowledge. The other thing is, it's like, oh, that's who Stephen Halstead is. They can yep. put a face to Face yes. with a name. Now they can know, you know, somebody. So when they see you, then now you're going to have to give autographs. Yep. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. For like two weeks after, everybody says that. They're like, man, everybody yeah. came up to me and was yeah. like, yeah. I saw you. Yeah. So if, you're see Steven, yeah. if you see Stephen, make sure that you go up and ask for his autograph. Because this is what you don't know. He might be the next famous college coach. He might be the next... Mike Krzyzewski. Some, some might say. Bob Knight. Some Bob might Knight. say. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to be Bob Knight because he ain't throwing chairs. Yeah, he doesn't no. seem like that. Like Steven person. doesn't get that mad. That would be Mike as a coach. Yeah. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> no, I've already said, like when I was coaching high school football, like I punched through a whiteboard and. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like somewhat out of control, but I'm way more mellow now. At least you know it. Yeah, I don't have any of those outbursts anymore. <laughs> you know, I, I kick chairs over every once in a while. That's, That's the new thing. We can't worry about that. Kicking chairs over? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right, so let's talk about what's going on. So, again, we'll get to know our guest, Stephen. Jenny, anything that happened in the world right now, you're watching, mm-hmm. you know, things that, that, that are happening that you want to talk about or any current events that we want to bring up, making our – giving your opinion of what – uh, is happening in the world because everybody wants Jenny's opinion. Yeah, well, as much as everybody wants Stephen's autograph, right. everybody wants to know Jenny's opinion. Well, all I want to talk about is how I said at first when we came on here that I ran 12 miles on the treadmill yesterday, which Yay. is impressive. That you are going to be in the mini next week too, and I'm just just really excited about that. Will you see each other? Is it that many people? There's a ton. It's going to be packed. Yeah. Like so, what's packed won't. mean? I, I like thousands. Yeah, it's a big deal. And so they, they have, yeah, they have it like the race staggered, so we might not even be starting at the same time. How do you know when you start? They tell you when you like sign up and do that. But yeah. this is current news because the it Boston is. Marathon was yesterday. That's true. That's what? true. Yeah. Yes, that's what I said when I was running yesterday. I was watching the Boston Marathon. I thought you were watching a rerun of no, the Boston Marathon. No, no, it was yesterday. Yeah. Oh. Marathon Monday. I knew somebody that ran in it. Actually. Yeah. No, I'm just trying to. Th- what motivates somebody to want to run 13 miles? I don't know. Like, what's your motivation? I guess just to do it. 
I don't just know. to say you did it. I don't know. I think I've always just thought of, of marathoners as crazy. Like, it's insane to be able to run that far. And I think it's admirable. I mean, so do you like it? Yeah. Like, do you like do. running? Yeah, I do. I've always mm. liked running. Yeah. And Stephen, you like running? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do think there's like a mental discipline that Definitely. goes with it and uh, just like sticking to a plan. But I'd be lying if I said me and Alexa signed up for it this year. We actually signed up for it two and a half years ago. For 2020. Yeah. And then because the plan was, oh, we'll run, get in shape before we get married in the summer of 2020. Oh. Well, and then COVID happened. And then last year, um, we trained for it again. Alexa literally completed like all the training last year. And they is there like, out, like when a you guys month. say this, is there like a set thing you're supposed to be yeah, doing? You can, well, you pick your own. Yeah. People find stuff like online. Yeah. So ours, we started it. I want to say it was like 13 weeks out. So the date okay. was May 7th when we're going to go run an indie. So you would have like the 13 week plan where you gradually build up, um, up 10%. until like Jenny ran 12 miles yesterday. I think this weekend I run 12 miles and that's going to be the highest until we run the marathon or excuse me, mini marathon in a couple of weeks. So. <laughs> yeah. And that's coming this, this weekend, May 7th, two weekends, yep. two weekends. I'm just really pumped for the 13.1 buffer sticker. Like that's yeah. all I want. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so cool when I see those stickers. Cause I'm like, Oh, you're a runner. I thought it was a radio station. <laughs> no, it's the marathon. You're listening to 13.1. No, cause some people Home have the 26.3 the... and huh? the 13.1. Like I just have always wanted one. Yeah, 26.2. Oh yeah. my bad. That. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was just thinking like, yeah, when people have that, it, it doesn't say anything about them running. It's because you should know. Huh? Like if you're a runner, it's just something that like you would know. No, it just seems like it would come across like, this is Jenny Walker at 13.1 <laughs> The Edge. <laughs> right? Like yeah. that that would be your best radio voice. It would be. Right. And that'd this be, is. Yeah, do it. What the radio? Yeah, station? your best radio voice of thirteen point one. No, well, that's not my best radio voice. Well, say it. But I want to do it funny. <laughs> okay, we'll you try. You want it. me to do it? No, do it. You don't want me to Just do it. Just hurry up. It's gonna turn it. into a man voice. No, do it real quick. Really. This is Jenny's radio. Thirteen point one, where running is happening. <laughs> worst you know, it didn't I, I sound like a man oh it didn't no i always no. i've been told that my voice sounds listen like a man. isn't it like don't you remember those times where like you listen to the radio late at night yes. you know and it's just like that you hear this way mellow voice like it's supposed to like, well, yeah this is sleep. right that the bear. yeah or you kind of hear somebody with like a pa voice announcer so yeah like you i want to have one you have one no you i don't like i you want you just you gotta talk this is the voice that i have this is what i sound like every time i talk on the radio like no, my no. nose is stuffed up and you can't hear anybody. You don't sound no, like I that. Oh, I haven't listened to the podcast. You haven't seen any of the things. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I want, Stephen knows this. Oh. My whole dream, I want to be a color guy on broadcasting for football games. Like mm-hmm. some of the best uh, I love. Well, didn't you do that? Like Me and Steven. Yeah. We did, but it was volleyball. So it was for like uh, volleyball I know nothing games about in college. Other than, yeah. All of his analogies. Oh my gosh. All of his analogies for the game were tied to football somehow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you watching really so, <laughs> so you're watching volleyball and then Mike goes to break it down. He's like, think of it as a football play <laughs> when this happens. <laughs> yes. It should all tie to football. Wow. Right? Like everything should go back to football. You can yeah. definitely tell you want to be a football we we broadcaster. had some great broadcasts though no people liked us yeah 
We That's what I'm saying. I don't know why I can't get my chance. That's I can't break in anywhere. Nobody... And maybe maybe we just got to say it here on the podcast. Yeah. If anybody knows anyone who's looking it. for somebody to broadcast their football games come this fall, you know what's going to happen. I Mike, know what's Mike happen. and Steven can be a combo deal. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. You know what they're going to do, Nick? You know what they're going to do? What? Right? They're going to call Jenny. <laughs> this is what always happens. This is what happens. I'm going to be like, I want to be an extra on Lance's show. You know, so Lance's movie. What? Guess, guess who gets the call? Jenny. Jenny. I didn't even Jenny. audition for it. Hey, do you ever think about bringing gifts onto the podcast? <laughs> who gets the gifts? Jenny. You got gifts huh? too. Not until I complained. Still not past this. Till I complained. Yes, that's. Then true. after I complained, I'm like, then they brought gifts. You know, but it was after we saw who the real star of the thing is. So now I'm going to put my name out there. Like okay. every, my dream, what I want to do is I want to be a broadcaster. Right. Everybody hear somebody's that? going to call Jenny and be like, man, we heard that voice. Of, <laughs> and you said, that and, was amazing. and when you were talking about it, we, we just got it. Your personality. Yeah. We got, we just got to have you on the football. Hey, we do have to say Mike has to be the color commentary. Yeah, no, there's going to be no, he, he cannot know the names. <laughs> I actually question his eyesight. A lot of times being up in a booth of that nature. I don't think he, he would, <laughs> see who had the ball <laughs> that's for sure listen i'm the that color so guy true. no steven was the play-by-play i was yep. the color guy that's what i can do I can, I can give you some color yeah the rest of it no, i'm not remembering everybody's names that's what is the color part is that what just like it's like the expert okay. so i'll say what's going on and what happened in the play oh, and then okay mike gets to chime in his two cents of oh. expert opinion because yeah. he's just a football expert yes <laughs> Or volleyball expert. Or volleyball, case. you know, yeah. Mixed because together. everybody on Lexi's team, I didn't know any of their names. I just had a nickname for all of them. You have a nickname for them? Every one of them. Oh, and here's the gosh. deal. When I would tell people my nicknames, I would say, here's the nickname. They'd be like, oh, that's this person. And I'd say, it. my nickname's lined right up with what What's they... What's my nickname? Huh? What's my nickname? I never gave you one. Yeah, you didn't play well, volleyball. Well, why can't I have a nickname? What, what would your nickname yeah, be? Yeah, what would my nickname okay, be? Okay, that one I have if to I think about. If I was playing ball... Huh? <laughs> what is it? No, I have to think about oh, it. Oh, you'll have to think about it. I said you did. Thought, I thought you said you didn't even have to think about it. Yeah, it'd have to be something to do with your red okay, hair. Okay, imagine I'm long. You didn't even think I had red hair for the longest time. Well, whatever hair you have. Okay. <laughs> it'd have to be something like, I don't know, I'd have to see you run, because some of my, the nicknames had something to do with running. My long. The way that people jumped. Yeah. One of them had to do with how big a girl's butt was. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> What am I not allowed to say that on a podcast? Was it a either? pancake booty? <laughs> like a flapjack? No, it was just bubble butt. Bubble butt. Bubble butt. I think I think my favorite story um, from any broadcasting is uh, it was one of Alexa's like last games her senior year, and um, Haley came. So Corbin's wife Haley came, <laughs> yeah. and she's pregnant at the time. Way like, pregnant. Way pregnant. Way pregnant. The first or second. This takes me back. I would imagine no, it was so for Ryan. Back. Yeah, it was with Ryan. It, was, it had Ryan. to be with Ryan. So uh, <laughs> the broadcast goes, we go to commercial. For whatever reason, it didn't turn off. Oh, my God. And Mike stands <laughs> up, and he just goes, my gosh, Haley is huge. <laughs> And I start getting texts from people watching the broadcast. Your mics are on. Your mics are on. Your mics are on. on. Stop talking about Haley. It's like my sister-in-law. She's pregnant. But everybody thought I was calling somebody. anyone. Yeah. Wow. Look at that belly. How far it sticks out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so funny. No. Good times. Yeah. So anyway, so you guys are going to see each other at the mini. Yeah be able to run it so are you gonna go after a marathon steven's already done it yes he has already done it what year did you do that it was 2018 so my thought process was i graduated college in 2018 Uh and i was like i will never be in better shape in my life than i am right now 
So is I start, that true? I thought I was in. I mean, you play college sports. So no, like, I know. So yeah. are you in better shape now than you were then? No, I was in better shape in college. I really? Say. Yeah. So I start training for it, and um, I ran the Cincinnati Marathon with one of my friends uh, back in Fort Wayne. It was like Christmas so break, cool. and we decided we were going to do this. Um, he, he is just a beast. Like he did, um, an Ironman, a full Ironman. Yes. Are you going to do that? No. Huh? I, I don't think I could, but I did a marathon. So let's not take anything away from that. (laughs) Right. Right. So are you going to do one, Jenny? What? Marathon? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, you're going to work towards it. Yeah, definitely. How long do you have to train to be able to run a marathon? Um, it depends on where you're at, like with like your, your abilities to run. Okay. So like there's plans, there's 20 week plans. I think I'm going to start training like once um, I'm done with Disney. So like the next week after Disney, you know, I'm going to Disney in two weeks. So that means you're not going to be on the podcast in two weeks. <laughs> we have to work that out. Yeah, see, we yeah. have to work that out. I'm just I saying, like I told you that like two months ago. Whenever no. we missed the podcast, I wasn't going to be here. But well, you didn't reschedule, huh? No, so we're just yeah. You could have you could have done the podcast without me. You're the star. No, I could. Nobody not have. cares. No, about I could me. not have. But yes, I am going Nick, to. We know who people want to hear do the from. The Fort Wayne one, the huh? Fort for fitness. It's not really a marathon, but you have to run like the five k, ten k, or. You have to run all of them. So the 10K, 5K, and I'm the confused. half marathon. And so then it's what? Like it's a real marathon? miles or something. And how far is a real marathon? 26.2. Yeah. Oh, so you're not, why won't you just pick a real one? Because I don't know that there is any real ones that I can sign up for in that amount of time. Oh. Because a lot of them, like the Chicago, you have to do it. That's like a lottery thing. Yeah. I'm sure you could find what? something in the fall. That many like, people want to run that oh you've got a lottery? It's like a lottery system. The thing got you off. You like, get chosen Chicago, out Chicago, it. it like lets off in November, I think. Mm-hmm. So like a couple months after it goes. That's yeah. crazy. And then like the Boston one that was you yesterday, you have to qualify for. You have to qualify? Yes. Your time has to be like eight minutes. Eight minute miles mm-hmm. or something like that. Could you do that? No. Huh? <laughs> no. Yeah. I think with training you could. I mean, my goal is to do around eight minutes for the mini marathon, but you know, once once mile like ten hits, it <laughs> might just start. All right, I'm gonna cruise a little Here, bit. For here's this mile. the problem: like, isn't it true that running causes all kinds of health problems, like with your knees and your ankles and your? Is there really that much of a benefit? Like, it helps your heart, but your knees are gonna fall off. Not necessarily. I don't huh? think. Not if you like do it right. No, there are a lot of people that I think it's just like any sport, really. Yeah, that's a good point. You have to be like have the right shoes. You have to um, (laughs) like go. What do you mean? It's like every sport. Well, like any sport that you do, you could get hurt. Yeah, no, I know. But the constant pounding. Right. Is this why you don't run? (laughs) Hey, hey, exactly. (laughs) I run. I know you ran five miles the other week. I'm proud of that. That's good. No, that's really good. I run. I hate it, though. It's like it's boring. That's why it we does. Listen to stuff, huh? I know. That's what listen to books. And yep. it's really, it really is all mental. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the thing of like running and hurting your knees, I can't use that excuse no. anymore. You, how old are you? Forty nine. Forty nine. Yeah. So you could use that excuse. <laughs> no. <laughs> so there... Nick can't use the excuse. <laughs> no. There are marathoners. Let's not bring Nick into this. That are like. We no. always bring Nick into these. Listen, things. this last marathoner was like ninety years old. He was like one of the top, like the or the oldest ones that ran a marathon. It's crazy. I want to be that. I want to be like 90 years old and running a marathon. No, I did again. I'll tell you one thing. Running outside is way different than running on a stupid treadmill too. How come somebody didn't tell me that? 
No, because I it, run on a treadmill and I'm like, dude, called, this is not bad at all. Then I go out and ran when we were in Florida. I thought I was gonna freaking die. Uh, oh, you the think humidity. the treadmill's better? I think the treadmill's easier. Are you serious? Than running outside, not it keeps your you pace. Know. No. Yes. No. It's way more enjoyable to be outside. No, because when you're running outside, you have momentum. Like on the treadmill, it's like it stops at. Or wait, no, is it <laughs> something about your gait? It's something about your gait. Seriously, your gait. Like, yes, I don't I know. know. I think I'm fast. I'm faster outside. I, I would agree. Like you can keep your pace much easier yes. on the treadmill because you do not want to fall off. So yes, you're going to stay on. Whereas I'm, outside, like you're getting tired, you can let up a little bit. Well, it just seems like it's uphill and it's windy and downhill. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm like, yeah, all those factors. What is going too. on out here? Mm-hmm. My heart rate was like 185 or 190. But you're really bad for five you. miles. Huh? But yeah, no, miles. I know. But I thought I was dying One in the process. It, you about probably were dying. That's really high for you. <laughs> well, how high should it be? I mean, the max for like my age is 190. Maybe I have a heart that's like your age. Uh, maybe. Huh? That sucker's good. It's young. Yeah, no, I can just keep <laughs> pumping away. All right, all right, let's move on. All right, so that's let's get to know Steven. Huh? Yeah. I said that's it for me. Yeah, so let's get to know Steven a little bit. Tell us a little bit about you, what's going on in your life since you are first-time guests, and people yeah. don't maybe don't know a lot about you. So tell us a little bit about you, what's going on in your life, and yeah, what you're looking forward to or what you're excited about. Yeah, so Stephen Halstead, I grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I uh, went to Snyder High School there, and then I went and played basketball at Grace College. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. He also went to Snyder High School. You know who else went to Snyder High School? Jesse Bates. Yeah, he was my teammate in high yeah, school. Yeah, Jesse Bates. Hope Where everybody's excited about Jesse Plays on Bates. The oh, okay. Yep. Um, so then I went to Grace College, played basketball there um, for four years, was an accounting and finance major there. Ugh. Holds um, a record at Grace. Oh, really? He's in the Hall of Fame. Are you on, oh, you're on the wall. <laughs> Not in the Hall of Fame. But Pretty I do, much. I do you're hold on the a wall. record. He does. Yeah. He holds a record for three-point shooting. That's amazing. Yeah, three-point makes in a game. Yeah, he's like Steph Curry. That's amazing. Like from anywhere, just <laughs> launching it. <laughs> launching it. Three-pointers are fun. Um, yeah, so graduated from Grace in 2018 while I was at Grace. I had the privilege of meeting Mike's daughter. So Aww. that was my junior Aww. year. She was a freshman. Um so that's when it's been like five years now. I've been around mm-hmm. the family and been with Alexa. We got married in 2020. Um, but right out of school, um, I had a job at Zimmer Biomet in the finance department. And I did that. I was Ugh. in their financial development finance. program. <laughs> uh, I'm so bad with finances. <laughs> <laughs> like so bad. So I did uh, their financial development program for two years. And it was some great experience. But it was one of those things where it was really eye-opening for me of like recognizing like this is what my career path would look like. Like if I would have stayed and I would have gone from an associate analyst to an analyst to a senior analyst. Oh. To, and you just start seeing like the ages you get older and you see what it looks like in the time commitments with it. And I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't really enjoy the office aspect of just sitting there only having a finance team of three to four people. And um, I'm very relational. Uh, I knew I kind of always wanted to coach basketball, but I didn't know what that looked like at the time. So um, I was coaching a younger AAU team. I think it was like sixth grade at the time. So (laughs) I'd work all day, go to practice there and do tournaments on the weekend. And then um, finally just felt like God was calling me to look, just go for it. Like go wholeheartedly after this. And I thought at the time I was like 23. I was like, look, if I do this and I try for three years and it doesn't work out, 
like I can always go back and I have that degree and I can go back and get a job in that nature. Yeah. Um, and I thought I might as well do that now because if I wait five years, like me and Alexa, hopefully um, we'll have kids. And then it's one of those things. Can you take uh, like, can you sacrifice a salary when you have this family to provide for now? So um, I decided to go all into it two years ago, just finished up my second year as Grace as the graduate assistant. And then the plan is to stay on next year just as an assistant coach. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I just love the impact that you can have on 18 to 22 year olds in yeah. their times of their lives there just knowing um how crucial it was for me to have positive mentors at that time um just knowing you can build those relationships have that impact on them and then also i really like basketball and i like the strategy behind it and that's just a fun way to merge those relationship aspect and that yeah and I'm currently Mike's accountant for MNC Hill Family. Thank Heart. the Lord. So yeah. thank Mike, the Lord. We've Mike. all went through we've went through a plethora of how this used to work in our finances. So it used to be me. Okay. And then I'm like, Lord help me. Like I'm a good worker. Like I can work hard, but organization on that end of it and trying to keep track of everything is like, like I have five different checkbooks and writing out of all these and trying to keep track of it. Then I thought, what will bring Sherry in? Well, you know, Sherry ain't gifted that way either. <laughs> really? <laughs> that was for sure not Sherry's gift. Aww. And then we were like, well, let's bring... And we made improvements with every person, so Sherry was better than me. Then we brought in Brady. You know, Brady's out of college. He's yeah. going to start doing the finance part of it, and we made a little bit of an uptick. But the difference, this is no... I mean, Oh, I, I bet. The difference between us three and Steven is like going around the moon five times. That's how <laughs> much difference like there is from an accounting standpoint of what Stephen no does for our corporation compared to. Yeah. So it was awesome. Uh, it was kind of when I made that decision to go full-fledged into coaching, um, Mike at the time was like, hey, we can we could use some help. And I'm like, look, I need a part-time job. Um, so it's been awesome to be able to balance those two things. I'm finishing up my master's here in a couple months in higher education, um, just in hopes of, look, if I ever need to work at a college to coach or if I need to teach and coach, like that's an opportunity. But it's been awesome to just have the flexibility of being able to do this with Mike. And get you get to know the family on a different level <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, when you're working with them than oh, just being with them on the weekends. But it's been awesome. Like yeah. I love working with Mike, Brady, Isaac, all them, and just being able to grow this small family business that's not really that small no, it's not that small anymore <laughs> not anymore we'll talk about this Stephen, because yeah. i think this will be important for our audience because i would say there's a significant amount of people and you guys could correct me if i'm wrong but a significant amount of people leave high school with i want to go to college right and they start with this like well what should i do mm -hmm. and again i think this has a tendency well what pays the most what am i kind of interested in and then you go to college and then you get done Right. And then it's like, OK, now I'm in fine, the world of finance. But I think what a lot of people are finding out is, is that they're stuck. Yeah. Like they get into something that they thought that they would like. Then they get into the real world and they're like, mm. if this is seriously all the world has to offer. And I'm not saying that Zimmer was bad. No, but I'm no. saying like people just get into it and be like, I'm doing finance or I'm doing whatever job I got into it. I went to college for it. Am I going to waste my four-year degree? But I can't stand it. Not to can't stand it. I mean, that's not what you said. But yeah, you do I mean, get to this point. Yeah. yeah, you just yep. get to this point where it's like, I, if I had a choice, this isn't what I want to do. But I think so many people don't think they have a choice, yeah. right? They don't think that they can take a step. And so can you walk people through kind of – I know you said, well, 
you know, the final decision was, well, I could always come back and do it. But I think yeah. you, knowing you and the way you process things, there was more of a thought process that went into it, whether you sought the Lord or you sought counsel or what you did. Because I think for our audience, it'll be a great picture for them because I don't think you're the only person, regardless of their age, yeah. you know, of people that feel stuck mm -hmm. and don't know if they can do something more, mm -hmm. you know, in that. So can you walk us a yeah, little bit definitely. through that? And, and it's funny looking back at it now because it wasn't a rash decision like, hey, I'm going to be done. It was something that was well thought out over a year. So like wow. at one point I was sitting there thinking and I'm like, you start to look at the career path and Look, I always said, even in my Zimmer job interview, they're like, where do you see yourself in five years? Which is a loaded question. Mm. Right. And, and I said, look, I'm, I see myself doing something I'm passionate about with mm -hmm. people I love. Right. And after working there for a year, like, I, I didn't feel like I was feeling either of those things. Like, right. it's so much easier to work when you're very passionate about what mm -hmm. you're doing. Right. Um, so kind of the route I took, I took um, in that fall. So I ended around March 2020. Right before COVID. I think it was like my last day was that Monday. <laughs> wow. COVID broke the world on Thursday. So, I mean, um, I never saw that coming. Right, I was like, right. I might, I could have stayed another six months. And worked from home. Yeah. That fall, I started seeking out some of my mentors, coaches that had an impact on me. And I just started getting lunches with them. I would right. do like one every couple of weeks. And I would just tell them my idea. Like, what do you think of this? And just trying to get guidance from men in my life that, I've really respected and I saw them somewhere in coaching the coaching career path right. and some were just guys that I like thought were great men of God. Right. And I just wanted to kind of see what they thought. Um, so I started doing that. I actually took, I think it was like five vacation days at the end of 20 or 2019. Um, practice had just started for colleges. I decided, Hey, I think I really want to do this. So I used my, I think I used like five vacation days and I just went to a bunch of college practices all around Indiana, just started reaching out to coaches said, Hey, I would love to come just watch practice. And just really like on those drives praying, like, is this what I want? Like, right. is this the thing? Cause being a coach is a completely different time commitment. Right. Like it's not the nine to five mm -hmm. Monday to Friday. Like it's, it's, it varies. Right. Yeah. Um, so just going and seeing those things and, um, seeing, I think the biggest thing just was the impact that you can have right. as a coach was one thing that just kept selling me is mm -hmm. I would go back to the office and I have this small finance team and, um, look, they, they cared, but I mean, no, you can only sure. get so deep when yeah. your manager is so high above you. Like yeah. you don't develop this tight knit relationship where I want to develop tight knit relationship with young men and be a positive impact for them. Just as I had for me, because you can see, um, whether it's a good coach or a bad coach or if you have a mentor or not, like mm. you see the impact that can go positively or negatively right. for guys at that age. So it was a long thought out process. I really kind of saw it people that I admired and it was one of those things, everybody, when I would like in the lunch or in talking with them, they're like, I can see your passion about it. Like you, you just need to go for it. Right. And I can promise you, I never had that passion waking up to go to the office <laughs> right. to yeah. do month in close. Right. And even now it's, it's completely different working for Mike. I still use my degree, but it's one of those things. It's not a $5 billion business right. where you don't yeah. know these people up there. Like I'm doing stuff and the work that I do makes a direct impact on our family. So if I find something or put something together, you realize, Oh, we're saving money at this farm yeah, for this. Personal. Like you see the direct thing. So I think that's just one thing for me. I like seeing that. I love the relationship aspect. Um, 
And that was one of those things that was on my heart for a while. So it wasn't a rash decision. Right. It was a well thought out and I'm um, really just sought after people that I admired and were mentors for me. Well, and I think the I big that. thing that like people should see is, is one, uh, one of the switches that could allow you to get to this place is not be driven by money. Mm -hmm. You were, you were a good financial steward, but you weren't driven by money. Cause yeah. I think that's the big disconnect with people. Cause people, you can't have people say, well, I don't care about money. And then they make stupid financial decisions, <laughs> right? Like you just jump off the ship and you have $0 coming mm -hmm. in and then you just expect life to be okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, so you did the both ends. Cause I'm just trying to give yep. people like this awareness. Cause I want people to have tools mm -hmm. to be able to go out and do it. So one of it was figure out what drives you, mm -hmm. you know, and if something other than money drives you, you said, you know, purpose and passion, doing yep. with people that you love, you know, and you find that drive, but also understanding scripturally, like I do have to care for my family. Yep. So what is the balance? And you find that balance in seeking out people I, that yeah. have been there and done that, right? Like you yeah. went out and you said, I'm going to sit with people of different walks. I'm going to mm -hmm. sit with people that went through a coaching track. I'm going to yep. sit with people that went through a, another track. But a lot of these people that you sought out were people that came to these conclusions at some point in their life and had to make these decisions. So, yeah, definitely. And obviously there was a big salary played a big part of that. Like yeah. that was probably the one thing holding me to that job and career path is mm -hmm. you had this steady income. You knew what it was going to be, but, um, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm a really frugal person. There's not much that I enjoy doing other than hanging out with friends, playing sports, being right. with family. Like, right. I don't necessarily have to spend a lot of money on a month-to-month -month basis to find fulfillment in right. my life. Right. Um, so it was one of those things, knowing for the time being, taking that uh, – just salary decrease, being a graduate assistant and knowing that, look, if I truly, it was one of those cases, I was truly betting on myself. I said, if I can do this for three to five years, I think I could get a job in this field right. and then be able to provide. So part of it is, look, you have to be smart with your money, mm -hmm. but you also, at the same time, like the biggest thing for me was betting on myself. Like I think half the time when I was meeting with those people, it was almost reassuring myself. Like I should do this. Right. Like I yeah. should right. take this gamble. Yeah, confirmation. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. need that kind of confirmation. Yeah. The other yeah. part of it is that I think's interesting. I think it's something we need to can talk, continue to talk about. Cause Jenny and I have talked on the podcast with numerous different people that like we should figure out how to reach a generation of people. Like, mm -hmm. because, and I think this continues to be an issue. Like, the younger generation, you're saying 18 to 22 year olds, yeah. but even when you're going back down into high schools and recruiting and meeting mm -hmm. with their families and doing that, it goes even in, into a deeper level is some way we have to find some avenue to have an influence because that generation, for the most part, is not heading in a great direction. Right. Like mm -hmm. not to say all kids, those kids in that generation right. are bad, but we do need to try to figure out how to have impact. Mm -hmm. And so what you've decided is the way that I can have impact is through coaching. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. that's the biggest thing. Jenny and I have said this, like each one of us are going to find a niche. Yeah. Like what is our niche to be able to go down? So mine would be hunting, fishing, you know, shooting guns, that type of stuff. But we still use our loves and our passions to be able to reach, Definitely. you know, those times of kids and have that kind of an impact. Cause I think long-term that's what you're going to see, right. Or long-term mm -hmm. that's what you're hoping for. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And right now I'm leading, um, some of our guys on the team in a Bible study through first Peter. That's and we awesome. literally just, were talking about that. I think it's in first Peter three. It's talking about using the gifts God gave you to spur on his, uh, his word. Right. Um, so it's, that's my way of doing that is right. kind of, taking that um, age and generation, it wasn't necessarily like 
only for that. But I mean, sure. it was one of those things like you want to have an impact. Like, and it's different when you go and you're recruiting a kid and you get to know their family. Yeah. Like, I just love building relationships and hearing different stories and seeing where people come from because everybody comes from different backgrounds right. of that mm-hmm. nature. But everybody kind of, especially at Grace, whether kids want to or not, we're going to preach the gospel as we're <laughs> yeah. coaching basketball. Like right. it's going to be tied into that. And it's cool because you have guys coming that are really developed in their faith when mm-hmm. they're freshmen in college. And then you have other guys that are coming because you're offering them a basketball scholarship. <laughs> yeah. But right. both of those kids, you have a chance to make an impact. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Which I always think that's in it because obviously Grace is a Christian college. Yep. Right. So it's always interesting to me that like if you were sitting there as a player, you know, and you're looking at, you know, hey, which college am I going to go to? And you don't really have that much of a faith. I'm just, it's weird to me that they'd be like, oh yeah, Grace, I'm going to go to a Christian college, even though I don't really know where I'm at. But, mm-hmm. but I think they're saying, yep. like you said, hey, it's an opportunity to yeah, play. It's a scholarship. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm saying. What a yeah. cool chance to yes. be able to use mm-hmm. that, you yeah. know, opportunity to do that. All right, anything else, Stephen, going on in your life? Things you're doing, things you're loving, things you're being a part of. Yeah. So. um, Alexa and I do not go to Life Church. We come and visit, obviously, because her dad is the pastor. So <laughs> we, we come whenever we're in town for the weekend. Thankfully, we were here for Easter Sunday. Yeah. Um, and I tell you what, we came in from that back entrance through the parking lot. I have never, yeah, never seen a parking lot that full. Like, yeah. it was it was so awesome. Um to come here and be a part of that. But other things just kind of about us, like Jenny said, we're training for the Indy Mini Woo! right now. Um and then she, Alexa is a first grade or excuse me, a teacher at, uh, Warsaw school system right now. And, um, just, we got, we just got back from Arizona actually. Yeah. So that's something yeah I was going to say, was I was waiting for you to talk about yeah. your hiking trip. Yeah. Hiking. Yeah. So we went, we went out to Scottsdale. My sister and her husband are both travel nurses there. So they just oh, finished fun. up their like 13 week thing and we got to go over Alexa spring break. So we went up to Sedona for a couple days Ooh. and I, I just have, have to say no, but I want to. Sedona yeah. is one of the most beautiful cities we've ever been to. Like, yeah. and I think we went at the perfect time of year. Yeah. Like it was um, in Scottsdale, it was 95, dry heat. But oh, then you go. Dry heat's the best. You go two hours Gosh. north to Sedona, and because of the elevation, it was only 75. So one wow. day. But still oh, dry, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one day, we literally did four of Sedona's most famous hikes. Oh. Alexis might be more ambitious than I am. It's a little <laughs> bit of sherry on vacation no, where you don't crazy. schedule in meals. It's not vacation. Yeah. <laughs> it's really not vacation. That's what I'm talking it's about. Like when you go out the and food. Be gone from eight in the morning till midnight. <laughs> yeah. And don't but, eat or drink anything. Yeah, Isn't this a fun vacation? Eat? Yeah, I love it. There's food everywhere. Huh? There's not mountains everywhere. Okay, got it. Thankfully, we ate some. But yeah. one day we did we did hike like I think it was like 11 miles. Wow! But it was one of those things. Never once did I look down, and my shirt was just drenched in sweat yeah. because there was yeah. no humidity there. So the it was beautiful. It was so much fun to go out. I had never gone to mountains in that area yeah. out west. So no, it was I, really cool. Yeah, I think way. it's cool out there. Uh-huh. I think it'd be a great place to visit. And yeah. Live. Have you been out there at all? I've been to California, but not Arizona. Okay. You think Arizona would be a great place to live? Yeah. I think I would All of the Californians are moving to, well, I don't know now, but they were for a long period. No, I'm just saying, wouldn't you melt? Isn't there part of that that's like you can't go out from a certain time? It's hot. So like think of here in Indiana, just think of this way. Like winter is what? November through March or maybe April since it's been snowing yesterday. Right. Um, But there they really just have four months where it's so hot in the summer and then the other eight months it's beautiful yeah, outside see? so you would have they just have to Worth plan it. their days you either do stuff in the morning or the evening but yeah i ain't going outside well i was just thinking about <laughs> lexi, well, I was. Lexi was telling the story about going to watch a, 
uh, baseball game, the Cubs game. Yeah, yeah, we went to and a spring training game And you sit on the there. seats and get third-degree burns on your oh, butt. Yeah, because of metal. Yes. Yeah, th- those seats were, yeah, it was like a Cubs spring training game. It was one of their last ones, and it was the first day we got there. And it's so funny, we go to sit down, and the lady in front of us literally turns around and warns Alexa, like, hey, be careful, these seats are hot. And you put your hand on it. I mean, oh it was hot, gosh. and it was only 90 degrees outside. So I can't even imagine what it's like in July, August. I no, love I, it. You I love, love the what? sauna. Because that's what it is. It's like the sauna. Yeah. It would just be a whole the sauna. big sauna. Oh, yeah. Some of my, like, I love sitting in the car when it's summer, and my car's been sitting out in the parking lot for, like, hours. I will sit in there for, like, a minute. It's look one of my Nick. favorite pastimes. I wanted to look Pastime. at Nick yes. because I'm like, there's not one person so in the world in there that would be like, I'm so glad my car's 150. Yes, I just want to so sit nice. here. I do. A minute, 30 seconds. Okay, we're going to test that theory out this summer. Done deal. Yeah, when it's going to be the hottest day, you got to keep your windows up and sit in there for uh, five minutes. Five minutes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you said it. you love the sauna. I mean, I... Windows up, sitting in there, and you're going to be like, oh, this is so good. Okay, let's do Remember it. Remember that test this summer. <laughs> She's going to be dying. I can just see her. No, nope, I'll do you, it. Huh? I love I'm not saying sauna. you do it. I used to sit in the sauna for like hours at the Y back in the day. Well, I'm not saying that you, the sauna is, I think your car is hotter than the sauna. You think so? I don't know. Maybe not. We'll I see. think initially, right when you get yeah, in, it is. Yeah, we'll see the test. Yeah, and we'll see. The first 90 degree day, we're going to go put Jenny in her car and Can't lock wait. the doors. Can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> <laughs> get a video to put it on the podcast. How long yeah. can Jenny stay in her car? Oh, that would be so fun. Yeah, we'll start seeing you melt away. Let's do it. Yeah, and you can keep your dog in there too. No, we'll see if Grayson, no. Grayson can go to heaven. No. Does Grayson like the sauna? No, he does not. I would never put him in there. Mm-hmm. It's I only when I'm alone. Okay, so let's talk about Easter Sunday. So yep. let's talk about that. Easter Sunday was so good. Yeah, what did you like about I it? I loved everything about it. Nothing stood out to you? I mean, just everything. It was like there were so many good moments that I can't even really like say them all. Well, well, here, well, here's the crazy thing, and I said this to people afterwards. Like, you have no idea what it takes well, actually, neither do I. But I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying. I watched you said this yesterday, and I was thinking that. I, what? I was thinking what you just said. Like that, I have no idea. I was just like, what? Yeah, I did. You were thinking like, why is he saying this? Well, not he has necessarily, no idea. but just a little bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> no, what I was saying is watching Corinne and Nick yeah. put the service together. Amazing. You know, because like everything, the lighting has to be timed. It has to be programmed. Like the whole idea of how it, you know, at the end of the video when that video the guy takes a breath and then the light on the yeah. stage comes up what are Why you laughing, laughing about you do know that guy is jesus right what? <laughs> <laughs> that guy. okay oh okay God, that guy listen that so cool. <laughs> you know what i meant when jesus takes a breath <laughs> that, cool, that guy <laughs> shut up <laughs> so when jesus takes hey i'm trying to give you some props here nick <laughs> Of how much you put into this thing to make it good. That was the part that I was like. That was amazing. Incredible to see some of the things that they did differently. I said it was the the best Easter service I've been in. I loved it. It was awesome. It was one of those things where you could feel like the environment. Everybody there was so excited for it. Like I almost compared it to Corinne and the worship team up there. Like it felt like a concert. You know how you go to a concert and everybody is there to sing their song. Like everybody came ready to worship. Like you could kind of feel it in the room, which was awesome to just feel God's presence. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. I got goosebumps when I was up there. Yeah. So you were there for the second service. Yep. Second service. Which is so much different than the first service. Yeah. The first service, like, 
when that guy or Jesus, whatever his name is, you they know, and that came on in the beginning and they started playing the like, first service is like, woo. The second service is like, when that happened, everybody's like, ah, yeah, I'm like, yes. Huh? Yeah. It went crazy. It all got loose. But that's how it always is in second service. Second service is way yes. better. Like if you're listening and you've never been to the second service, you should come. Yeah. Like the energy level is like way insane, way different. Anything else that stood out to you, Jenny? Um, I don't oh, know. you're I running just, around taking pictures the whole time. The whole entire. Did time. many people take pictures in the like Easter pictures in the A thing lot that of you people set did, up? Actually. Did they? Yeah, I have to go through them still. We didn't. You didn't? Yes, we did. No. We took a picture together. Oh, no, but not our family. Oh, you didn't. I know. Right, like we yeah, didn't do the whole family. Huh? A lot was going on. Do you know what we did do? What? Just Stephen and I. The Easter plunge. What is the Easter? Oh, did you get into uh, your pond? Yeah, we, we jumped did. in the pond. That's amazing. Yeah, put my speedo on oh, goggles. Gosh. <laughs> really? Yes, he did. You went yeah. all out. Yeah, I went with him. We were the only two. Yeah, the only two. Nobody Everybody else, else wanted was to a bunch do of it. Brady, Corbin, Isaac. Just yeah, they've all. They're, taking they're the year all a bunch of babies. Wow. They're a bunch of babies. Is this an annual thing? Mm -hmm. yeah, so somehow I haven't been here for Easter. <laughs> well, my dad, my dad has yeah. been a pastor, so yeah. I was always at his oh. service. So maybe I missed it through the years. Yeah. So this was the first one I got to partake yeah. in. Now it's wow. been an annual tradition. I would have done while. it. Huh? I would have done it. You would have jumped in the yes. pond. Yes, heck yeah! I've always wanted to do a polar plunge. Nick, would you do a polar plunge? I'd do it once. <gasps> we should Kay. all do it sometime. Yeah, see, we're always talking about doing the podcast somewhere else. Why don't we just go out and get some snippets of Let's things that we actually said that we're going to do? <laughs> we should. That we actually do it. We should. Just like that. that like funny. we were going to race yeah. and everybody's going to see me beat you, which we never did. That's fine. You can. We can see that. Of me beating you. Yeah. Right. And then you sweating in a car. Yeah. So we're going to have to do that one and then go jump in the pond. Sounds great. Yeah. Bring the video team out to the house. Yes. Everything. And everybody will jump out into the pond. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Those are little snippets we can put on the round table <laughs> outtakes right? oh, that outtakes. people could see that. Yeah. So Stephen, so let's talk about the Easter Sunday service a little bit. So one of the things we were focusing on, and I don't know where you stand with this, because again, you grew up in a pastor's home, obviously, mm -hmm. yeah. which, you know, grew up with a dad who's very, uh, like he has his own ministry now called Go and Tell Evangelism. Go and Tell yep. Evangelism. Evangelism. Yeah, yep. I was going to say, I thought I was going to say it wrong. I never yeah. put the two and two together. Like you both are, um, pa are kids of a pastor, pastor's kids. Yeah, me and Alexa. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, so are. neat. Right. You guys yeah. can like bond on that. Yeah. In a good way and a bad yes, way, probably. both, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We always hear the story, right? I Steven's, never feel like he got that Steven and Lexi are the only two that probably don't fit the realm of, you know, pastor's kids. Like, they weren't crazy. Yeah. Like, Steven's never been crazy. I can see that he's never And Lexi's crazy. never been crazy. Lexi's never been crazy? No. She just has a my other personality. Kids, she's a saint. Yeah, my other kids, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they might have they took erred on the side of, like, yeah, you might fit the role of a pastor's kid. Uh, but do no. you have siblings? I do. I have two sisters. Are they wild? No. Normal. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. I, I think See, they're pretty normal. Given the pastor's kids a good rep. Have you yep. seen that TV show? What TV the show? pastor's kids? Oh my gosh, it's such. It's a, a good TV show. show called The Pastor's it, Kids. Well, it was on TLC, but now is it Freeform? I think. Free who? I don't know. Nick would know that. But anyways, it's a show called Pastor's Kids. And now are they wild? Drama. Drama. Oh yeah. The kids are wild. Yes. My kids weren't wild. No. I mean, maybe a few of them. Exactly. 
But Stephen's like dad, obviously. So he's a pastor for a really long time, bivocational. He's going to be on the podcast. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's preached here on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And so then anyway, so then he goes and does go into evangelism. That's what he's doing right now. And mm-hmm. and talking to him is like very successful and having a lot of, you know, exciting things going on. But anyway, so you grew up going to church, being a part of Easter services, obviously, you know, you've been in scripture and you've been in the, you know, the word of God for a long time. And so one of the things that we focused on was this idea of like, you read in scripture, like the incredible things that happen specifically, like you read in acts and all this amazing things happen. And then you go back to life and it Mm -hmm. doesn't seem like those types of things happen. Did that ever, like when you were reading scripture as a kid or maybe even, you know, lately in your life, did that ever come up with either one of you guys of like, why is it so much different or you know, does it yeah, seem sometimes that you kind of take a step back and you think, oh, that's just how it used to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but I thought you did a great job of just pointing out that <laughs> it is. <laughs> that's our countdown, Nick. <laughs> so anybody was watching, it yeah. was a reminder, yeah, 47 it. minutes. Um, if they did, they did now because yeah. they called it out. No, I know. That's good. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it was just kind of a great reminder of that. Like so many times you sit there and you think like, oh, that's what God used to do. Or mm-hmm. that's what he gave. Like you talked about it. He gave the disciples that power. And then right. shortly after you have Peter and these guys going and healing people right. and they had never done that before. And, um, sometimes you sit there and you just think, Oh, that's how it used to be. But you right. have to sit there and remember that the same God who did those things is our God today. Right. Um, and I thought you did an awesome job just preaching on that. The idea of not just a resurrection Sunday, but how do we make it a resurrection Monday as mm-hmm. well? And taking things from that Sunday and applying it to your life. Right. Um, I thought you did a great job. I, uh, probably my favorite thing you ended with the quote from Sir Francis Sir Francis Drake right and I'm sitting there we're standing like for prayer for it and I'm literally scrambling to get my notebook I'm like I gotta write this quote down <laughs> like I thought that quote it was disturb us and yeah, it just kept sure. giving us reminders how you shouldn't just be comfortable in your walk with Christ in your daily life like right. you need to constantly be pushing the edge a little bit and pursuing more than just what you think is probably on the shoreline right um, right. and I, it's really the only way we're ever going to see him do the powerful, things. those type of things. Yes. Right? And I, I just thought that was so awesome to end with that because so, so many times today in our society, I feel like you strive to be comfortable. You want to mm. make enough yeah. money so then you can be comfortable and right. you don't have stresses, but to kind of reflect that then and tie it to Easter Sunday of like, look, you shouldn't live your life where you're wanting to be comfortable in your relationship with Christ, with your relationship with others. Like you need to constantly pushing yourself be on that edge. Um, and that was the first time I heard that quote and mm-hmm. I thought it was just awesome and a great way to tie it in to the whole message that you had on Easter Sunday of kind of pushing us. Like you can't just be content. We do have this same God. Don't just expect these things go out there and try to push your limits push your dreams right which was cool yeah jenny what about you i, I mean, loved what you just said about or in the the first thing that you had said it's like something that we think will happen back then and mm. that's i think that's what is the hardest thing for me is i think it was so far in reach like it just happened then and i don't think you really or i don't really see it that often as what i should but mm-hmm. it's for me it's i'm trying to grasp the concept of i have the same power as them Right. And do you think it's hard? Because that's, again, this, the Sir Francis Drake prayer, you know, that he had was in a book that I read a long time ago, a long time ago called Cazone. So it was written by the guy that 
Craig Rochelle. Yeah, Craig Rochelle wrote the book. And in there, that's where that he quoted the prayer. And when I read it way back when, I was like, you know, part of the reason I never see God work is because I never give him a chance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a big control person. So I'm always like, you've got to put everything in, you know, in its line. And if you follow this order and if you go down this, you know, way, it's going to work. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you are sailing too close to the shore, how do you even, how's God ever going to make himself relative? And so yeah. with that mm-hmm. being in mind, because so, that's the thing that we presented, right? Like, we want to see people living a Holy Spirit filled life because that's the difference, right? We said the difference between then and now, you know, or the difference between the disciples before, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit lived inside of them was Mm -hmm. one way, but then when the Holy Spirit lived inside of them, it was completely different. And that's what you see in Acts, right? So for us, you know, if we want to live that life, so if we want to see God use us in amazing ways, and it's not just like, because I think this is what people are getting hung up on sometimes. They were like, well, you mean like people will be healed or, you know, blind people will see? Yes. And... And, and, right? Mm-hmm. Like, whatever right. that is. It's not just signs and wonders from this perspective of a dead person's going to, you know, raise from the dead. Mm-hmm. You know, a paralyzed person is going to walk. But there's lots of other powers mm-hmm. that the Holy Spirit could do. So maybe start with you, Jenny. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just talk through this whole idea. So if that's the case, mm-hmm. you do have it. And most people like are like you. Because I would say you are uh, represent a lot of people when mm-hmm. you say... Well, I know it, but, you know, I don't know, how do I put myself in a position to allow God to do or to see those things? Mm -hmm. Maybe some things personally that you have done, or maybe some things that our audience can learn from to position ourselves in a place where we can let the power of God work. Any thoughts for you? Lately, so I've come, like, sometimes I think things, and then they either happen or just, I don't know, like... They happen. Okay. Mm -hmm. It sounds weird when I say it, but my mama told me that she was like, well, maybe that's the Holy Spirit. Mm. So after finding that out, then because some, I overthink a lot, like how we're talking, like we think so many things in our head and I'm can very easily dismiss it by saying that it's just me overthinking things or thinking a lot. But now I'm trying to, if I really have that feeling or if I think something, I try to pursue it, like whatever it says. So now I'm trying to listen to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so listening to the voice. Yes. Yeah, perfect. Good. Yeah, and then just acting on it. And I think each time you do that, it's just going to get bigger and your faith will get bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Listening listening and acting, yes. right? So not just yeah. listening, but listening and right. acting. Stephen, thoughts from you? Yeah, I would say you kind of touched on it a little bit. Like, I'm one who manages my schedule so much. Like, I know, hey, I'm supposed to be here at this time. You're supposed to, I like to be early to everything. Right. Um that sometimes you don't even allow in your schedule these opportunities for you to stop. Maybe somebody's car is broken down on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. Like you're so in the zone of, I need to do this. Like that's kind of where I took a little bit from the disturb us quote Mm -hmm. is like, you have to give opportunities to be able to have God work in your life. Like you can't be so focused on everything that you're doing and having control of. Like you have to be able to let go a little bit Mm -hmm. and let God work in those move, uh, kind of times in your life where maybe if you're on a time crunch schedule all the time, like you're just so worried about the things that you're doing that you might not 
not be able to look and see those opportunities. But if you kind of take the approach of, look, I can stop. I can take the time here to help this. I can take the time or you hear of a cause that you're like, oh, that'd be awesome to get mm. involved in. Like doing that, um, that was the biggest thing kind of with that disturbus quote that I liked is too many times I feel like to myself and then a lot of people in society today, like if it bothers what you're naturally have scheduled, you don't want it to happen. Right. Mm, but yeah. ultimately that's probably a lot of things God can do is in those moments. Like it's not going to be what you plan. Like I look at the plans I've had for my life and so many times God comes <laughs> in and it's like, yeah, no, no, you thought that right. and you're wrong. Right. So giving opportunities with that, I would say would be the biggest thing is give chances for God to come and make the impact on your life. Yeah. Like so from a very that. practical standpoint, I, like I mean, I think this is something that, you know, Stephen, you're helping our audience see is one, you got to give thinking time. So if you're ever going to give the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to work, you got to actually hear him. And so part of what you're saying is as people who are schedulers, yep. be open to listening to him to help put your schedule together. Yeah. Right. Like that's a huge part of what you're saying is like disturb because well, I already know what I want to do. Like most schedulers already know what they want to do in mm -hmm. a day and a week. Mm -hmm. So giving some thinking space to God, I know what I want to do, which there's nothing wrong with, right? Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with being early, Jenny. <laughs> I was going to say, yes, there is. There's a lot of things there's wrong with There's nothing wrong with being early. There's nothing wrong with being planned out. There's nothing wrong with having block schedules. There's nothing wrong with all of those things. The only time that it becomes wrong is if you don't give any time to God being a part of that block. And I'm not just saying being a part of the block of quiet time. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm saying like, I'm going to listen. And if he wants me to have a meeting with, or he wants me to call or he wants me to do, then, then we can schedule that. And then I think the other important part that you said is if you are going to be a person that, that is going to be able to follow the Holy spirit, like both of you, you better have some margin. Yeah. Right. You better have some free time mm -hmm. because otherwise all of those things that he tells us we should be doing. If you see somebody that's sick you should probably stop. If you see somebody needs food, you should probably mm -hmm. feed them. If you know somebody that's in jail, you should probably ride them or you should go to talk to them. If you know somebody that needs clothes, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he presents yeah. these pictures of things that we should be doing. If we notice a need, we as Christian people should meet the needs, right? And so what you're saying is, is not even just margin in time, but margin in your mind, right? Mm -hmm. Like you got to be oh, able yeah. to be like, okay, I can stop for a second you know, and, and allow God to use me in that way. So I think that's great advice, you know, mm -hmm. for everybody that's listening as an opportunity for us to move into a space of using the Holy Spirit. And I've always said, I think you have to create what I consider like artificial, not experiences, but mm -hmm. artificial places where like, you're probably never going to struggle with money in the United States of America. So you should probably ask God how to handle your money, you know, because mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, we aren't going to be like people that are by faith doing things, we're just going to be by budget. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. I'm always saying, think through the whole idea of how do you spend your money? And have you thought about like this whole idea that he does want you to give till it positions you in a place of faith, mm -hmm. right? Like he doesn't want you to be a bad financial steward, but he wants you to also be position yourself in faith. Well, that's not going to happen unless you naturally do it. Right. Yep. Like you got to, you got to go out there and do what that is. So, or, creating experiences, whether it's going on mission trips or whether it's going, putting yourself in environments that are right. going to take you outside of comfortable, yeah. right? You know, moving yourself into something that's not going to normally happen in a day. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you do those things, I think it allows our faith, you know, to grow, you know, yeah. because if we take everything that you guys just said, if we listen, if we do, if we leave margin, if we ask God, and then we, we also put ourselves in some of those 
positions, then I think you're going to see, you know, the Holy Spirit be able to work, you know, and yeah. be able to do, you know, powerful things in each one of our lives. Because that's what we're hoping for, right? right? Like us as Christian people, we're hoping for the witness of our life. Because this is the other thing that he said, like, here's the deal. You're going to be here. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, and I want you to be a witness, which I thought the biggest comments that I got back from Sunday were, like, I've never really heard anybody talk about being a witness, like telling a story. Really? Mm -hmm. You know, like, hey, it's just, I saw something that God's doing. Let me tell you about what God's doing. That's interesting. You know, they thought it was like, oh, I got to go out and witness, like, tell people, tell people, like, the oh, salvation like story. like, you should know Jesus. Right, like, like, that, like yeah, like directly. lead him to salvation, you. like you'd be the witness, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. So, but it really is, and this is what we're trying to get done on this podcast, and this is what we're trying right. to get done through, you know, uh, other avenues that we're doing. We're just trying to tell stories because yeah. we want people to see that God is alive mm -hmm. and He's doing, you know, amazing things, and that's how He calls us to be our witness. Yeah. Okay, so mm -hmm. we're getting to the end of time. So, Jenny, any parting words to our audience of again? How can we, you know, live a spirit-filled life? You know, if you could sum it up, if you could just do one thing, like whatever those things are, anything that you could help them to help them live a resurrected life or help them understand how to use the power of the Holy Spirit. Could you sum it up or give our audience maybe one or two takeaways? Yeah, I love the witness thing because I okay. love, I think people underestimate the power in story yeah. and mm -hmm. not even just your whole story as a testimony or your whole story. It can be one short moment of how God worked in your life. And I wish people would understand that more and mm -hmm. empower it more because mm -hmm. that's where you see life change. And that's where people that don't know God can relate to it more because it's not like I'm slamming Jesus down your throat, I'm telling you how I'm changed. And especially if that person knows you before, like for instance, my life, like a lot of people that knew me when I was in drugs or just wherever I was in a bad place and they see me today, they see a completely different person. Hmm. And there's only one excuse for that and it's God. And right. for, if more people would just share their story, even if it's like a story of somebody being bad with their money and God helped them, like even nothing, no story is too small. Well, and remember this, because I think that there's not only power in telling your own story, there's power in telling other oh, people's yeah. story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let me tell you about, yeah. you know, this inspiration, this kid, this, you know, this person, Anything. look what they're doing. Like, again, because you got to, the, the story reminds people, Jesus Christ is alive, yeah. living inside of you and things are going on and revival's happening and mm -hmm. you need to know about it instead yep. of just being like, well, let me tell you a story about what I watched on the TV and it's actually nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Right? Like mm -hmm. our witness of telling other people's yeah. story. Yeah. I think that'd be good. Steven. I, I, one thing I've done, uh, with some of the guys on our team recently is, um, I did it about a month ago. I reached out to family members, friends back home, things of that nature. And I simply just asked how I could be intentionally praying for them. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. Some of the feedback I got from people I talk to every day mm -hmm. that maybe it's just surface level conversations that I find out about real things going on to their life, like mm -hmm. that in their life. Like there's a quote that I love. It says, be kind. Everyone's fighting a battle that you know nothing oh, about. I love that quote. Mm -hmm. Like it's one of those things, like everybody's going through things that you don't even know. And sometimes it just takes you simply asking. Mm -hmm. um, and it was so cool for me to see the responses I got from guys on the team and that nature. And um, some of the seniors have 
more in depth, like they're hmm. starting to think about their future where some right. of the freshmen are like, I, I need to get to suburb, just pray, <laughs> yeah. pray I pass this class. But I, I did think it was cool when I challenged them to go and reach out. Like hmm. there's a lot that can be learned just from simply asking people you're in relationship with. And maybe like you're saying, take it a step further. It hmm. doesn't need to just be a story that you say every day right. about each other that maybe you find out something from a friend or a family member that you're like, wow, this is so cool. They were going through this and this happened. And it's going to give opportunities to kind of share stories, how God's working in others' lives as well as your own. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so Stephen, just to clarify. So one of the things that you do is just through text message. Yeah. Yeah. You're reaching out. Cause again, I think these are all tools. Like I think people should, if we're ever going to learn anything, we should learn from other people. Right. right. And each one of these is a like, what could I learn from this? So you're saying you pick X amount of group of people, you just send them a text saying, hey, I want to know what's going on in your life. And then that's why that conversation starts. Yeah, I just simply did it with, like, I texted five people is what I challenged right. uh, the guys on our team. Like, text five people and ask how you specifically can be praying for them. Right. And it's funny the responses you get from people when you ask that, then how was your day? And they yeah. just start talking about the sports game that went on. Right. Or they talk, talking about a TV show. Like, you start seeing the real side of them. And I think in society, a lot of times... We like to talk about the surface level things because oh, yeah. they're easy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I think that could be a good challenge is just texting five people, asking specifically how you can be praying for them. And it'll be crazy people that you know really well that you had no idea they were thinking about this thing or right. this was on their heart. So. Right. Yeah. My recommendation would be, and I don't even know how to word it, but it'd be like, let me tell you your story. Because I think the other thing that gets that happens inside of the world is we forget how much God is working in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, so looking at somebody and saying, Jenny, let me remind you, like, this is what's so cool about your story. This is how I see God working. This Because we already know that, that Satan... Part of the reason we can't tell a story is because we don't know our own. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to to really know our own story. And sometimes we can see it from other people's perspective. Like if I come and say, like, this is how I see God working in your life. And I just want you to know, like, it's really good. This is going yeah. on. Like, I'm you have to hear this and you have to know this because Satan wants to put blinders on everybody. Yeah. Right? Like I think every person that that I've talked to, you know, when you come up to them and you just say, I want you to know I'm proud of you. This is how I see God working inside of you. And these are the amazing things happen. It opens up something inside of us. You're like, yeah. really? Yeah. Like not even from a weird way, but like, mm-hmm. really? Do you really see God working in that way? And the other thing that it does is it teaches us how to continue you to do those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when somebody comes to us and says, you're effective in this and this is why, and I'm seeing God work in you in this way. And we're going to be like, okay, this is affirming, like God's using me in this way and I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep going down that road. So I would encourage too, when you see God working in somebody, I don't know why this is so hard, but I think you should come up and say, listen, I see God working in your life and it is amazing and incredible things are happening. And let me tell you what I see, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that would be so powerful, you know, for people to affirm that God is working and working through your life and encouraging them to move on. So Right. The last thing we have, Jenny, our number. Our number. Yeah. So we don't have. We didn't have any questions this week. We didn't. But it is two six zero four zero eight eight three eight three. I think I said it wrong. No, I didn't. No, you got it. Because remember, my phone number is so close to it that I really have to think about it. Okay. So again, why do we want them to use this? How do we want them to interact with it? So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So we want you to interact with it. First of all, if you're not on it, then text podcast to that number and you can send in questions, comments, concerns, topics. If you have a guest, 
really anything, we want to hear what you have to say. If you want to be a guest? If you want to be a guest, if you know a guest, anything. Huh? You need, to have, you need to have Brady on here. I think he was a little jealous that Steven was? was on and you never invited him. Brady's been on. Yeah, he's been on. Has he? A long time ago. It was I back was in the s- old days. <laughs> it was because we had the round table. Was it really? Yeah, it was season one. I don't remember him yeah. being on. Wow. I learned a lot about him. Has Isaac been on? Um, you were with him alone. Season oh. one. Yeah. It was, season one, yeah. too? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. This has been a long time ago. I uh, know. We need to have them back on. Anyway, so they can, if they want to be a guest, yeah. how else do they use it? Texting by comments. Yeah. Questions. All the above. Really anything. We just want to have a conversation with you. Yeah. So we're wanting to interact. I yeah. mean, that's the biggest thing is we're trying to figure out and we're trying to learn, right? We're trying to learn how to make this somewhat interactive because yeah. we do know that it's, you know, it is good to be able to talk to a guest. It is good for you guys to be able to either watch or listen. But the other part of it is, is that the interaction back and forth is what can become pretty powerful. Yeah. Right? And then we can, again, even from our guest perspective, if you have a question for the guest on a certain topic and or mm-hmm. for us, it allows us to be able to address, you know, certain needs and certain topics. And yeah. so not only text podcast to that number, because <laughs> uh, I'm never going to be able to rattle it off. But anyway, text that uh, number 260-408-8383. And yeah. or the other way that you can do this is so if you're watching us on YouTube, mm-hmm. leave comments, because if you leave comments like that, it allows us to interact. And even yeah. if it's questions, you know, or whatever you have. And then the ultimate way that you can help us out is when Jenny puts this out through our social media, mm-hmm. if you can yeah. share this with other people and other people can get, you know, involved and see what's happening, you know, on our podcast and the things we're doing, we'd love for you to be able to do yeah. that. So like again, Stephen, great to not only see you, obviously to be able to spend time with you, but to be able to hear your story and how yeah. God's using yep. you. And Thanks we're going to, con- yeah, we're going to continue to pray that, you know, through your ministry of uh, working through Grace and the basketball team and, you know, that you have the opportunity to keep having influence and God using you in amazing ways. So thanks for being here and thanks everybody who was listening and watching. We hope to talk to you guys again and that you'll tune in next week.